Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Leslie Martin, founder and CEO of WNY Holistic Counseling Center, and a life and business coach helping high achievers who want a more joyful, authentic, fulfilling version of their life. Hey, Leslie, fantastic. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Mark. I'm glad to be here. Well, can you expand first on, you know, where are you today with your business or businesses and who is it that you love to work with? Oh, sure. Okay. So I I do have a couple different businesses. One of them is a holistic counseling center and I've been running that practice for about 13, 14 years or so. And in that group, I love working with people that are trying to overcome anxiety looking for some stress management, um, maybe have been through some adversity or some trauma, and they really are looking for a holistic perspective to help themselves get back on track Mm. that may involve meds, but doesn't solely revolve around that. So that's where a lot of my background and knowledge in holistic health comes in, and I'm, I'm a good fit for my clients in that sphere. And I have a staff of clinicians, so you know, we are able to serve more people in the community where, where I live locally. Um, so that's kind of, that's the counseling center. Mm. And then during the pandemic, I started a coaching practice because a couple different reasons, like one, I wanted, um, to expand my horizons and see kind of what else was there for me professionally and, and personally, Mm. um, as you guys know, growing a business, um, takes a lot of personal growth in the process. So, you know, I kind of was up for a challenge during that. And then also I saw a need for services maybe that could be offered in a wider capacity than just in a therapy office. Mm. And so I thought coaching was a really good way to, to do that, where I could continue to have an impact and serve people, but, you know, they wouldn't necessarily have to reside in my state in order to get help or you know, I have some current coaching clients that have had, you know, bad experiences with therapists in the past, and maybe they're not open to go again, but they still would like some help. So in my coaching practice, I work a lot with, um, high achieving professionals. They tend to Mm -hmm. be entrepreneurs themselves or, you know, have a pretty established professional career. And they also, have likely been through some kind of adversity in their life because who hasn't, right? And that that might create some current anxiety or some second guessing or the goals that they have for themselves 
they find something's holding them back. They maybe don't understand exactly what that is or, or they know, well, I'm afraid the past is going to repeat itself or I'm afraid I'm going to fail again because there was that time where it didn't go well. And so I really love helping them also through a holistic perspective, really create change using my holistic model to do that. Nice. So it's kind of like get rid of the restrictions or the barriers. I mean, yeah, COVID may have played a role for a number of reasons, but it may be allowed for this to sort of blossom and an opportunity to come forward. Absolutely. And you found that there are so different areas where, oh, I can do this in a slightly different way. It's a very, I think we were joking off, offline, it's, you're still a helper. You're still a guide. You're still wanting the desire to serve and to help. But now you've got a new modality, way of working, less restrictions. Uh, you can open up as, as who you truly are without all these other things in the way. Again, yes. blessing and a curse, of course. But what's that been like for you as you've kind of expanded that and seen, oh, now you can really see the difference rather than what you thought it might be before you started? Mm. Well, one like example that has come up a, a few times that comes to mind with that is like in a therapy setting, we're very, well, I guess during training, right? There's, you put limits on the amount of self-disclosure that you would offer to a client. And certainly I am not opposed mm. to that necessarily, but you know, my, my client, my therapy clients maybe know less about my personal life, my personal journey, my personal struggles than perhaps some of my coaching clients where yeah. if that seems useful, I mean, obviously the goal is not to never to make that about myself. Right. But if I see someone who's been through something and they're hitting those same hurdles that I did as well, I may be more inclined to just be like, Hey, look, I went through this too. Here's how I navigated that. This is kind of what I was thinking. Here's what occurred to me. Is that helpful for you? So I think there's a bit more leeway, as you said, and, and freedom there to maybe be more authentic with my perspective mm. than in, in a therapy setting. Yeah, it's like a new level of empathy and also storytelling. Mm. Using those mm -hmm. because, oh my gosh, in scenarios, we, we as human, we need this. We learn through stories. We learn through really connecting and so there's something beautiful about, again, just find just those two areas. Oh my gosh. So what, what is it like for you? What's the difference that you find with, with your coaching clients that maybe you, you, you're just not able to, to, to do or achieve through traditional therapy? Well, I, th I think because I take such a holistic perspective, I can really work with people in a variety of different ways in a coaching setting. Mm. I can do that too in a therapy setting, but I'm a bit more cautious about staying within the parameters of, you know, my, my yeah. license and that sort of thing. Whereas with coaching, I can take a lot of what I know just from my own personal experience. And I I'm big on that because the goal, of course, with any of my clients would be to help them empower themselves to just be who they are authentically mm -hmm. in the world. So the more that I'm able to do that with my clients, I think that not only, I don't want to say maybe gives permission, but it, it shows it's like, I'm an example 
for someone else of, okay, like this is how you can do it and show up and, and be yourself. And then, you know, maybe do that in a bit of a broader context because I'm, they're really working with the person, the whole person. I'm not necessarily only focusing on treating a mental health disorder. Mm. Nice. I, I love the, 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 the slight, slight differences in there, but also the, I think the authenticity that's, that's huge. No matter what industry you're in, no matter yeah. coaching, therapy, agencies, creative, whatever it might be. Oh my gosh. Being able to drink your own Kool-Aid to be able to actually be yourself, to be yes. fully open and real. What has it been like for you as you've been able to maybe open up just a little bit more and be to a do, bit Yeah. Ambitious? So I think about kind of my kind of origin story with coaching, right? Like, I mean, I had decided I wanted to do it during the pandemic, but that was because I really was coming from like a helping place of, okay, I need to yeah. kind of offer this to someone, you know, more people than I can get in front of in a therapy business. Mm. But that was before I really went through my own coaching transformation. So that's one of, one of the examples that comes up is how I am a product of these, these tools. Like I know firsthand that it works to transform your life because mm. I can think about how I thought about myself and my capacities before coaching. And then there's what happened during. And then, you know, after when I'm on the other side, it's like, well, I'm, I no longer am in that identity any longer. Yeah. And I credit you know, a lot, yes, a lot of my therapy tools as well. I mean, of course that's innate knowledge that I'm going to be carrying with me, but really like the beauty of coaching to offer another perspective and just really get me questioning a lot of what's going on in, in my head about who mm. I am, what I can do, what I can't do, how I know that, what I'm capable of. And so that's really like what I want to share with others because I think it's really incredible. Nice. And so when your clients, when they come to you, uh, maybe on sort of the coaching side, let's focus on sort of that area because it's a bit newer, a bit fresher. There's a bit more, bit more you to this. Sure. What is it that you see like time and time again, you have to help people to sort of work through or overcome um, initially that you wish that if, if this could just be erased, oh my gosh, everyone would just be that next level. That'd be, there'd be so much less, initial hurdles go through what what is that what well i it's a lot of mindset stuff right like limiting self beliefs um as well as i am big on mindfulness and the benefit mm. of being able to ground yourself in the moment with what is currently happening because many of us have conditioned ways of thinking and being that mm. because they're conditioned we're not even aware of them that pull us out of what is actually happening. So I do a lot of that kind of grounding, stabilizing, foundational work with most of my clients, kind of regardless of the goals that they want, because learning how to change your relationship with your own mind and your thoughts, I just find is so empowering. It's it's very freeing because you, you're no longer operating under those limiting self-beliefs, which are probably not true in the first place. Oh, of course not. Well, here's a, here's a funny little topic to go into. What is true? Yeah. What is truth? Because surely everything, everything has to be subjective. We can have different perspectives of the same thing, and both of our points of view are 
100% true for us. True. Yeah, I agree. And, and I said, agree. So oh what, what it, I think there are the there's the layer of like the factual circumstances, right? The yeah. things that we can agree on. Yeah. Um, you know, that are objective. And then, right, what our reality is versus, you know, the person sitting next to us is going to be entirely dependent on on how we think about it in our worldview and yes. our culture and everything that we we bring to it. And yeah, so what's true for me is maybe not going to be true for you. Perhaps we can agree on some of the facts. Yes. And then we get to sort of play with this sort of plasticity of, of the world. It's malleable. Yeah. It is absolutely. Maybe that is the sort of the first stepping stone, the understanding of that concept to be true. I mean, it's, it's great. We understand it logically, but oh my gosh. Yeah. Maybe then the guilt comes in of, oh, you mean I, I could have done this all along? I could have shifted this. So there's there's so many layers as we go into understanding this first hurdle. Oh my gosh, it's it's tough. Yes. And being able to separate that out. I mean, I'm usually working with my clients on that constantly too. I teach them like a thought model that I learned mm. as well for how to approach those situations that right looks at, okay, what are the facts? What are my thoughts about the facts or the situation? Because there's they're usually different, but to your point, one, sometimes the biggest bulk of work there is that those thoughts that we have, which are often unconscious and deeply held beliefs, they feel true, right? Like I'm sure you've heard people say that it just feels true. I know it's true. And when that serves you great, there's no problem when that knowing or that feeling or that belief, that deeply held belief is holding you back that's where there's some work to, to mm. try to challenge that a bit, to question, to be curious about it, because oftentimes those things got solidified in our younger years or through maybe societal expectations or family expectations that we just took on. And so it said, okay, this is me and this is how I am. And that that can actually hold us back because it may or may not be. Yeah. yeah. And I like to always try and find a, a, a swift, easy method to glide through that. And you said the word there, curious. Oh my gosh, we lose our curiosity given all these, as you said, with our family, all these beliefs, all these thoughts, all these things that we're told to be true, that we may yeah. be seen to be true. Yeah. But if you hold that curiosity, oh my gosh, you have the ability that Curiosity is like a weapon that you can wield so amazingly just to cut through the, the rubbish. Right. Just there. to ask, to even ask a question, right. As opposed to just accepting like, okay, this is how it is, but to right, be curious of, of how to do that. I do an exercise with my clients. I call it possibility pie. I, you know, kind of like mm. have them imagine a, a pie and we carve out, okay, this is what you think is going to happen, right? That's one that's one possibility. And I, you know, how, how many, how big of a slice do you want that to be? But then we look at, okay, well, so what else is possible? Like mm. if it's not, if that's not carved in stone, that that's the guaranteed outcome or that is what will happen. Yeah. What else could happen? Right. And that people sometimes are startled by that. They will say like, I never thought about it that way before. Mm. I hear that one a lot. Right. But I think 
yeah, be, adopting that attitude of curiosity and just being willing and open to explore. Okay. So if it's not the world, according to me all the time that I've predetermined, what else could, what else could be true? What else could be possible? Yeah. And holding that sort of playful. And the reason I'm harping on about this is to bring it back into, into being an entrepreneur. Mm. Oh my gosh. It is tough. It is hard. As you enter you know, your second business, you've built one. So this one's going to be a breeze. It's easy. You've got this. It's a different landscape. Things are a little bit different. So you're, you have too much knowledge. You've seen too much, you know, too much. And also you're taking that into a new domain. Oh my gosh, it's tough. And probably overwhelming to see this new landscape of here's how to do it as things sort of change around you. So Using that sort of playfulness and that curiosity, is that something that sort of helped you to weather these sort of initial storms as you, as you sort of came into this with um, either lack of knowledge in this area or a little bit of um, just, just the unknown, right? Yeah. So yes, I think because just by nature, I think I'm someone who loves to explore and go on adventures. And so so I, you know, I think to be an entrepreneur, you have to have some tolerance for that big time, right? Because there's a lot of unknowns and it, it could be up and down and, you know, especially as you're getting yourself established. So yes, I think that has helped me. And I also have been pondering my, what you said in the beginning about, you know, already having done it and know oh, it's going to be a breeze. I, I think I had that perspective and learned very quickly that, it's not. And I think I was a bit naive, you know, from having built a business, you know, more than a decade ago and how things were done and, mm. you know, just the, the different like client, maybe funnel would be the word to use, but, you know, it's really like online locators and that sort of thing for how I attract clients um, mm. that way has shifted. And so some of that, had I had more curiosity, I think I may have saved myself some, you know, just self-judgment or criticism about, oh, I should be further along than I am right now. And why does this seem so hard? I've already done it. It's supposed to be easy, blah, 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 because it of course is not. <laughs> mm. So what, what is it right now that, so you, you, you've, you've sort of navigated the first couple of storms, you've gone through this and you're building and you're ready to, to take it to that next level. What is it that you're where are you looking at the next challenge? Where's your focus going? Because you know, ah, oh, crumbs. Here's the next level for me as, as you continue to, to get to, to that level. Yeah. So a couple things, like one of them, I think is getting in front of a wider audience because mm. I'd like to be more consistently working with aligned clients and those that I have currently, I feel like are in my immediate sphere and I, I need to expand that to be able to reach more people. So that's, that's one thing. And then related to that is streamlining my messaging a bit more, um, so that it isn't just so that I am reaching those people because yeah. my current clients, like, you know, maybe some of them were known to me or they were referred by other clients. And that's, I love that. That is, I have no problem with that. Right. But most of them are local to where I live. And so to really be able to 
build to the level that I want to and scale, I, mm. I need to be getting in front of a, a wider audience of people. Yeah. And there's and, and that kind of that battle or that badge of honor with the, the referrals and word of mouth crumbs with my agency back in the UK. I was so proud. I get all my clients from referrals and word of mouth. It's great. I wasn't, I was hiding. I was hiding my, this is easier. It is fantastic. I'll never take anything away from someone referring you saying, I trust this person. Yeah, no, I mean, it got me started. It was amazing. Like, oh, these people have enough belief in me to, you know, refer someone when I haven't demonstrated that I can do it yet. But, you know, that was beautiful. And that is the roller coaster to then go into cold traffic an unknown yeah. audience and not have that instant. No, no, but people love what I do, how I do it. You're right. used to that level of identity. So it's, it's not only a, something that's not even scalable. You can't scale referrals. Not really. Oh my gosh. And it's got a strategy behind that. Most people don't. It's kind of, it's kind of organic in, in its very, very nature. But yeah. to go into the audience of there's your perception, there's your, your false, your limiting, whatever belief you have and it's not necessarily a bad thing but it muddies the water so how is it for you as you try and go through with you know it's messaging it's audience it's all the challenges of the entrepreneur that you maybe didn't have when you first started your, your first business it's like hey this is different What's that well like? I yeah um I've you know I've been reflecting on it because I think I did have that I must have had that in the beginning but it's been a long time. And for some reason, the stakes seem higher now because I'm, you know, back when I was starting out, I was younger and not as established and didn't have as many obligations. And, you know, I wasn't, um, I had, I could take my time Mm-hmm. And here, this is obviously self-imposed pressure. I, I have all the time. I don't need to be having a second business. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fine with the first one, but I, it feels a bit, there's a little bit more urgency. And I recognize that's my own yeah. thought process of I should be further along or I have to da, 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 da. And yeah, to be able to back up and understand, okay, there are the technical things, the building, the audience, the, the actual tech and learning the algorithms and writing the, like, there's all that stuff that can all be learned. Mm. And I think certainly when I am coming from a place of service and a belief of, you know, I can help people and people want what I have to offer, whether or not they comment on the post, whether or not they're hiring me immediately, like Mm. that needs to be front and center so that I keep showing up and, and trying to just create some value. Mm. Like I'm, I am okay. If I, what something I put out there helps someone else and they don't ever hire me. I'm good with that because maybe that's something that they had, you know, that they didn't have otherwise in their life that got them Mm. thinking differently. And I also want to build the business. So I got to be thinking about, right. How to attract business. So it's looking from all these different perspectives of you're in a crumbs, you're in a dangerous position of comfort. Yeah, I said it. It's comfortable being here. So to manufacture that level of uncomfort is it's it takes more motivation. It takes more more desire. Yeah. There's the pain and there's the desire. There's maybe not so much pain. So to manufacture the pain, 
to be able to find that motivation. Oh my gosh, there is one way through, not maybe a, a great way of doing it, but there's all these different sort of ways of, of looking at that. So with this new journey, this self-imposed sort of urgency that you have, what is it that you're finding is, ah, here's where I'm getting in my own way in this phase of your journey? Yeah, I, I think it's that, what we've been just been talking about, that if I'm coming from that place of urgency, that's be, I'm feeling that because I'm having thoughts of like, oh, it's not working or I, you know, I have to do this. I have to do yeah. that. It's supposed to be this way. Mm. And then I maybe not, I mean, in some ways that's authentically my experience, right? But like all that gunk is probably there in the way when I'm showing up and that isn't useful for my clients. I mean, potentially if I have a client who's trying to build a second business while running a first business, I know a little bit about that. I can probably help them through that, right? You can that's speak like to that. Super time, specific. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's that. It's managing my own mind and brain and really remembering, okay, well, urgency aside, number of clients aside, number of followers or people on my email list, like if none of that were there, would I do this anyway, right? Like, do I want it? What is it that I want my message that I would just put out into the world and to, mm. to come from that place? Yeah. And that's a whole different desire. So it is still there. There is something in that. It's just finding oh, the right, yeah. the right routes, the right way well, through. For sure. And as I said, like I work with high achievers, I am one myself, like one of the biggest desires is I want to prove to myself that it's mm. possible and I can do it. Right. Like I just, I think that would, I would be a really great example for others and be very proud of myself when I can take the vision that I have of my life and then walk my way into that. I have a very strong desire to do that and helping people change their lives along the way. Like to me, that's really compelling. Yeah. It just, as you said, like sometimes I can get caught up in those little cul-de-sacs and loop arounds of, you know, the, the day to day, but that, oh, that crumbs. desire we, is really strong. Yeah. We all get caught up in these, in these cul-de-sacs as you call it. Yeah. There, there's always these little nooks and crannies that we find ourselves nestling in realizing, ah, oh, come on. This was only a, it's just a little blip. It's just one area. It's, it's not even, I can't even see the bigger picture from this vantage point. Back in we come, back into play, back into joy, back into the passion. Yeah. Why am I here? Then we can start to expand. Oh, I love this. This is fun. We could talk for hours on this. Oh my gosh, this is so much fun. I know. We, yeah, we've just been going off. <laughs> Look, Leslie, thank you so much for sharing um, not only what you do with your businesses, but behind the scenes as you grow and evolve and go into this new area it's beautiful to hear from your side of things mm, well thank you thanks for providing the platform for this because it it is you know like when I got into this I went kind of looking for a therapist who had become a coach who had been running their own practice to walk me through how to do that and I couldn't find anyone so at some point once I get it figured out I might become that person because Beautiful. If I was looking for it, someone else is probably looking for it. 
Absolutely. Well, I wish you all the success as you do that and become that next level. And then a whole host of new challenges come along because it's a new area for you. Oh my gosh. And it doesn't end. Right. I love that. Yep. It just keeps going. The life of the entrepreneur, constant <laughs> evolving. Beautiful. Leslie, if you want to find out more about, about you and your businesses, where can they find you? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So I'm on the socials. So you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram, Leslie Martine Coaching. Um, it's L-E-S-L-E-Y-M-A-R-T-I-N and then coaching. Um, so I'm on there. I have a website as well. It's lesliemartinecoaching.com. So people can find me on there as well. Shoot me a message. Say hello. Love to connect. Awesome. Everyone, if you're curious or like, oh my gosh, this sounds amazing, go and check it out. But Leslie, thanks again for sharing and being so oh, so vulnerable and open. It's been so much fun. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.